Welcome to A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. We share good news and godly wisdom to empower you to be salt and light in every season of life. God is saying, lean in. He wants to give us strength and peace for each day. We'll hear more about that in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about a free 30-day devotional available to you at awordinseasonpodcast.org. You can go there and download it at any time. Somebody Cares Vice President Jody Caracoste is our guest on this episode. Listen as she shares how John the Beloved and others leaned into Jesus in the midst of trying circumstances and received exactly what they needed. If we stick close to Jesus, He'll answer our questions too. If we can pray for you as you seek God's will, just email your request to prayer at somebodycares.org. We would be honored to lift you up in prayer. Now let's join our guest host, Dr. Jody Kiracosta. Whew, there is a lot going on in the world. And one morning as I was curled up in my favorite spot on the couch, pouring out my frustrations to the Lord about all the confusing days we live in, I heard these words, lean in. As I pondered that phrase, a picture formed in my mind. Can you see a child leaning into her father? Instead of fretting or striving, God wants us to lean into him. From that position, we can hear his heart about all that's going on in the world, in our lives, in our communities. We can feel his strength and find peace knowing we are his. We can trust him with it all. We need to lean in for answers. John the Beloved knew this truth. As the disciples gathered around the Passover meal with Jesus, little did they know it would be their last. The conversation took a strange turn when Jesus said, One of you is going to betray me, in John 13, 21. That statement caused the disciples confusion and distress, much like the events in our day make us feel. As the other disciples stared at one another at a loss, John leaned in and he asked, Lord, who is it? As John leaned into the Lord, he heard the answer. When we are dumbfounded or worried by what's going on around us, we can go to the King of Kings for answers. David sought answers from the Lord on many occasions. Before he became king, he spent years on the run from Saul. He heard the Philistines were attacking the Israelite town of Calah and robbing them of food. It was a confusing time for David. He was anointed and felt the responsibility of protecting Israel, but he was not yet their king. Quired of the Lord, asking God what to do. In 1 Samuel 23, 2, it says... The Lord said to David, go and attack the Philistines and save Calah. David's men were afraid though, so David asked the Lord again. And in 1 Samuel 23, 4, the Lord answered him and said, arise, go down to Calah, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hands. So they went and God gave them a great victory. Rebekah, Isaac's wife, had concerns too. When she was pregnant, she felt a lot of activity in her womb. This was long before sonograms or even maternity checkups. She was totally on her own. So in Genesis 15:22, she went to God and asked, Why is this happening to me? God did not dismiss her query as trivial. He answered her question with some detail. Genesis 25:23 says, The Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other and the older will serve the younger. Sure enough, Rebecca had twins. God welcomes our questions. He created us to have relationship with him, so when we lean in with our concerns and inquiries, he answers. We can also lean in for perspective. During Jesus' last supper with his disciples, he shared many things besides his betrayal. Reading through the book of John, we sense that John continued to lean in to hear all Jesus had to say. 
As Jesus comforted his friends, promising to send the Holy Spirit, John took note of all of it. John also heard Jesus communicate the depth of his love, which we, his disciples, must also have. As the Father loves us, John 15, 9-14 says, So have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. My command is this, Love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends, if you do what I command. John must have held on to those words as the evening wore on. When Jesus and the disciples went to the garden to pray, John continued to lean in, to be near his Lord. While the others fell asleep, John heard the prayer of Jesus that night and wrote it down for future generations. You can read it in John 17. And when the guards arrested Jesus and events spun out of control, John stayed close. He followed Jesus to the high priest's house, into Pilate's court, and even the cross. Just read John 18 and 19. Imagine being John, following Jesus through all that he went through. In the midst of the treachery, violence, false witnesses, and seeming collapse of everything they'd come to believe, John leaned into Jesus, saw him suffer, and willingly laid down his life out of love for us all. Because John stayed close, he was able to grasp God's perspective on the times. In those four Gospels, John's alone told of Nicodemus' conversation with Jesus. John was the only one to share the stunning revelation of Jesus' purpose. John three sixteen and 17, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. All the disciples walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus, and listened to Jesus. Still, they ran when guards arrested Jesus and their world fell apart. But John then followed, leaning in to see what was happening. And he began to understand it from God's perspective. When things in our lives and world seem to be swirling out of control, we must lean in and ask God for his perspective. When I do, God often reminds me of Romans 8, 28 through 39. In all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. In all things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That includes covid that includes violence in our cities. Nothing can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. When we see things from God's perspective, we can have peace in the midst of chaos, trusting him to bring his work to completion for our good. We also can lean in for direction. At the foot of the cross, we again find John. From an earthly perspective, all looked lost. Everyone was grieving the loss of their teacher and friend, Maybe they were holding out hope that Jesus would come down from the cross and smite his enemies. But instead, he called to John and gave him specific direction for the days ahead. The care of Mary, his mother. Look it up in John 19, verses 25 through 27. I seriously doubt John was looking for an assignment at that point. He was grieving. He was probably thinking, what am I supposed to do now? As he leaned into Jesus, even in his grief, God gave him direction. It wasn't the complete strategy for the rest of John's life, but it was a step towards the future. As John obeyed in this small but significant way, more direction came. In fact, 
Years later, God had John write five books of the Bible. If you're wondering what to do now, lean into the Lord. He will tell you. King Jehoshaphat found this to be true when a vast army came against Judah. The people and the king were terrified. He ordered everyone to fast, which is a good way of leaning into the Lord. He then went to the temple and laid the situation out before God. At the end of the prayer, in 2 Chronicles 20, verse 12, he says, We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. We do not know what to do, but we are looking to you for help. God answered immediately. In 2 Chronicles 20, verses 15 through 17, he says, Listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged about this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up from the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions, then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. The next day, Joshua and the whole army of Judah went out with singing and praise. They took the position the Lord had directed and watched their enemies destroy one another. God not only wants to give you direction for the big things, he takes interest in every aspect of your life. Growing up, I recall many times when my father would be fixing one of our cars and not be able to figure out what's wrong. He would ask the Lord what to do, and invariably, God would give him a solution, sometimes even in his dreams at night. As you lean into the Lord, whether through fasting, prayer, worship, reading his word, expect to hear his voice. It may be a still small voice in your spirit, or he may speak through someone else. He may speak to you through a dream or a vision, but he will speak. We can lean into God for peace. The Song of Songs describes the intimacy and peace that we can achieve by leaning into the Lord. This love story portrays the progression of intimacy as the betrothed moves ever closer to her beloved. In the early chapters of the book, we see a budding love full of longing and excitement. But along the way, the bride is distracted and consumed with her own wants. When her betrothed calls to her, she does not respond readily in chapters 2 and in chapter 5. But when she finally goes out searching for him, she cannot find him. She's frantic and even harmed without his protection. Through this, she realizes how much she loves and longs for him. We must learn this lesson also. Focusing too much on all that's going on in the world can overwhelm us. Thinking only about our desires will distract us. If we fail to hear him calling, we too can become frantic and find ourselves in harm's way. When I pay too much attention to the news or social media or even what other Christians are positing about the current events, I become agitated and even a bit anxious. I have to intentionally refocus my thoughts and attention on the Lord. Thankfully, God promises in Jeremiah 29, 13 through 14, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart and I will be found of you, says the Lord. I've tested this and it is true. Near the end of the Song of Solomon, the bride and groom are reunited. This time, she stays really close. She realizes nothing compares to the pleasure of being with her beloved. In Song of Solomon 8, verse 5, her friends are watching, and they cry out, Who is the one coming up from the desert, leaning on her lover? In this verse, we see she has abandoned her other desires 
and will now go anywhere with her beloved, even the desert. She leans in, not wanting to be separated from him again. In Intimacy with Jesus, a book by Hudson Taylor, he explains that the onlookers are attracted by the bride's relationship to her beloved. The bridegroom gains attention through the bride. Their oneness and intimate fellowship are now open and unmistakable. The desert is mentioned for the last time, but sweetly comforted by the presence of her bridegroom, it is no desert for the bride. You see, as the bride leans in, she's finally at peace regardless of where they are. Her attention to the bridegroom points others to him as well. When she's running around the city looking for him, everyone's attention is on her, but that shifts when she's by his side. As we lean into Jesus, we too find peace no matter our circumstances. Jesus tells us in John 14, 27, My peace I give to you, not as the world gives it to you, do I give. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The peace he provides is deep and abiding. It gives us confidence that he is in control, no matter what is happening in the natural realm. When we lean on Jesus, we cannot be shaken. Others will take notice, and our peace will point them to Jesus too. It's really time to lean in. Over the past several years, we have been inundated with bad news, divisive news, discouraging news. The shock caused by some of what we see, hear, and experience has left many disoriented, disheartened, in disbelief, or disengaged. Some have turned to complaining, lashing out, or even turned away from the Lord. But now is the time to lean into Jesus. If we stick close to him like John did, he will answer our questions. He will give us understanding of his perspective. We can receive specific direction for the days ahead. He may even use us to leave a lasting legacy for future generations to follow as well. So lean in, hear his love for you, abide in his peace, and be a witness for Jesus to those desperate for the good news. Do you need to lean in for answers? What about perspective? Do you need direction? Have you lost your peace? Which of those do you really need to hear a word from the Lord on today? Write it down. Do you need answers? Write that down. Do you need God's perspective on all that's going on in the world? Write that down. Do you need to lean in for direction? He'll give it to you. Write that down. Do you need to lean in for peace? It passes all understanding. Write that down too. Now take a few moments, quiet your heart, and hear what God has to say. Father, we thank you that you are a very present help in time of trouble that you invite us to lean into you, that you give us peace and direction, that you lift our perspective off of worldly things so that we can see from your eyes. We thank you that you give us answers. Father, I ask now that you would bless all of those who are listening to this podcast with hearing your voice. Draw them close, Lord. Let them feel your presence and give them exactly what you need according to your riches and glory. We ask these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.